1: Hey, everybody. We're live here on the RotoWire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm a little rusty. I didn't do a little cheesy intro before playing the music, but here we are anyhow. Of course, if you uh, listen to Gaming Golf, the dozens of you that do that, uh, you would have heard the most botched opening ever anyhow. So maybe you didn't miss on anything at all. Anyways, Fred, how you doing?
2: I'm great, and it's good to have you back. We just, before we started recording, did a little quick uh trip recap um but yeah, yeah it's good to have you back here you said you you missed baseball deeply while you were gone and i understand that but it is it's always good to get away for a while it is always even better to get back home
1: it is uh both things are absolutely true uh and there's like that fulcrum at like what point in time on that trip do you start feeling it and yeah. you know <laughs> is it the third bat night in a row of bad sleep usually for me i'm not yeah. I'm not a good sleeper in like hotels usually especially with the family you know we're all crammed in together and all that uh it's a little different uh when you uh you know i just i'm i'm kind of a finicky sleeper i guess and then you know flight the flight home was just forever it takes two hours longer to fly back than they get there basically because you're into this big headwind the whole time wow Um, i didn't know that flew over you at some point Although, actually we probably were, we are well north of you we were like over hudson bay even in fact oh, okay. the north part of hudson bay and then they turn you go up because of the curvature of the earth because you save a lot of time and then come okay. down but it's still still long flight yeah. um we're hitting all the big topics right away here so yeah. <laughs> uh let's just jump right into it here um Let's start off uh, with O'Neill Cruz. How can we not start off with that? What a fun experience yesterday. Uh, Statcast Mania. I tweeted about that. That got a lot of traction tweeting about that, even saying like, hey, isn't this awesome just to have all this data at our disposal? And some people are like, man, I'd rather hear, just say hey, that guy's got a cannon. No, he threw the hardest infield throw of the season, like the of anybody in baseball. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, so StatCast data is awesome when it puts a number behind something that's like really cool, right? So you can be like, that guy has a cannon. It's even better when you're like, holy moly, in his first game, he had the hardest infield throw of the season. The only time StatCast data is like a buzz kill is when it takes something. I can relate to this with Kevin Pillar, um, who made all those diving catches, and then StatCast would sometimes step in and be like, you know, uh, 12 Major League Center fielders would have just caught that ball on the run and, uh, and not had to dive for it. And you're like, oh, you just took, you know, you just took all the fun out of it for me. So um, I can see how StatCast is sometimes. Sure. Takes the fun out of things, but, in this in this instance, I think it made everything even more fun the the exit velocity on his hit and right. um, and the throw. I, I it's awesome. He's a really unique specimen. Like this is something where okay, so he got four RBIs. Okay, that's really not that exciting. Like he ha- just happened to have a hit when the bases were loaded. We know that's not going to happen with the Pirates all that often. Um, just those opportunities, but. More the eye test, like he's a really unique, like a six-seven shortstop with gr- great speed and power. It has power skills and a cannon of an arm. Yeah. Like it's this guy's going to be really fun,
1: right? And I agree with you, Statcast. I mean, yeah. Although sometimes I do like it to when when you're, you know, the the whole Edmonds versus Andrew Jones thing. Like, right? We could quantify that a little bit more. Yes. Like, oh, yes. It's, oh,
2: it's great if you want if you want to know all the answers. It's like going to Google, right? Like yeah. it, the going to Google ended just just bar arguments where people had just right. sitting, well, this is this. Well, no, this is this. Well, why don't we just go to Google and we'll find out. Right. Like StatCast will just tell you the answers. So it sometimes takes the fun out of it. In this circumstance, I think it put more fun into it because it made things you were Absolutely. Seeing, seeing with the naked eye seem even more, become even more special.
1: When you're dealing with the superlatives and not the mundane, yes. Yes. Um, then, it, then it's excellent. And It is. I'm grateful to have that at our, have that at my disposal. So I, I would yeah. leave it like that. That's how I am. But, uh, yeah. And with Cruz, he'll probably move up in the order at some point. I'm not, you know, other I think than
2: six today again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think other than number of reps, I don't know how much that matters with this, the, with the Pittsburgh lineup, to be fair, uh, because is there really a, a good spot in the Pittsburgh lineup?
2: I guess there's always better spots. Like it gets a little, yeah. little more around Brian Reynolds. I know Reynolds hasn't been peak Reynolds so far this year, but I think his OPS this year is like, I don't know, seven seventy or something like that, which is, isn't what it was last year, but it's still for Pittsburgh. It's, it's not Yeah. There it's, you go. Yeah. So that's
1: an above, that's a slightly above average major leader. Yeah. And uh, I feel
2: like he's never really hit his stride this season. So yeah. It, could be eight, it could be an 800 something the rest of the eight something the rest of the way anyways it's it's still going to be better i know what you mean it's not like getting put up high in the blue jays lineup or something like that but right it's still better but this is someone who should generate a lot of fantasy production just because of the nature of his skill set because right. unless the pirates stop him like he is going to steal a few bases he is going to hit a few home runs Like there should be diverse production there we'll see what the batting average looks like i'm not totally sold on that part of his game yet but right but we'll see right
1: and, and and on and to be fair too, like I don't I'm not even up in arms that he's batting six right now I mean let him no, work his fine. way up you know get used to the yeah. uh, major league pitching for a while yeah six is fine it's not nine it's not like Tony La Russa yes. platooning him and batting him ninth when he did play him I mean you know by the way I, I'm talking about Andrew Vaughn now sorry I, I kind of didn't connect that dot but Um
2: my Jays are in Chicago, so if he wants to put Andrew Vaughn back to ninth, he can do it anytime. After he hit second last night and got four hits, they they can move him to ninth anytime.
1: Against bad Barrios. Uh and he was really bad Barrios yesterday too. Uh I saw you
2: tweet out bad barrios as a that's a really good like that that's a pun that could stick I don't know if it's a pun but label that's a, that's a label that could stick because it also sounds kind of like bad burritos which can be a thing um, is that a I, thing
1: is it po- yeah it is possible to have oh, a bad burrito I have yeah. a bad burrito yeah that
2: players. I know and bad burritos can be damaging like that I can leave you hurting afterwards but bad burritos is interesting because I watch almost all of his starts obviously as a Jays fan and like he basically has two types of starts this year especially lately like he has starts where he wins the Blue Jays the game or he has starts where he gives the Blue Jays almost no chance to win. And they last night they came back and almost won. But if you look at his starts, like so many of them are seven innings and, you know, a really low run total where he almost wins the game for the team on his own. And then he has a bunch of starts. I can see one, I just brought up his page quick one, two, three, four. So like four of about his last 10 starts, he's given them like no chance to win. And in the right. other, almost all of the other six, not quite, but almost all the other six. Like he's given them almost no chance to lose. I mean, they could still blow it, but he's he's made it very easy for them to win the game.
1: See, I think it's really simple. He's not a number SP one or really even an SP two. He's a good SP three, but you almost you almost always have to draft him as an SP two. But you just look like look at the opponents. Like okay, White Sox and warm weather. They got Tim Anderson back. Okay, bad bad start. Don't use. I mean, you can't. I don't think it's that simple, but it's pretty simple. Uh, you know, he got crushed by the angels, but then he faced like Detroit and Baltimore. He had a good start against the twins, which is a credible lineup. It also a revenge game for him. Uh, but uh
2: I don't know. I just, I, it's, I, I was going to say, it seems like when I watch the starts, like you just know in the first inning, like, er, like yeah. almost all these blowups, like I can see it in the first inning. He's just, everything's getting tattooed off him. And, and then in the other starts, he looks totally fine. But in the first inning, right from the beginning last night, you were like, Oh, like he doesn't have it. And the the part of me that has Brios on some teams just want, and as a blue Jays fan just wants to believe like something's going to happen in the dugout between the first and second inning or between the second and third inning, he's going to come back out like a new man, but it, it doesn't happen. It happened on opening day for them. And, and like you said, like you said, he's a number three starter, a good number three starter. Well, I don't know. Number
1: three at least. Yeah.
2: I don't know what he is because this year he's, not even close, like his ERA is 511, is his FIPS 477. So it's not like it's all been bad luck. But then last year, 352 and 106, the year before, 358, 109. Oh, sorry, no, I mixed up those years. The year before, 348, 104. Um, like the last couple of years, he was definitely pitching like a number two fantasy starter. Yeah, this year, like this year, he's sure.
1: Well, keep guess in like, mind, 2020 is exclusively against central division teams. Yep. Yeah. Um, Yeah,
2: that helps for sure. Yeah, I just the the neat thing about Brios for years, though, is that he just took the ball every fifth day. He got his 32 starts and he had an ERA in the threes and a whip that was usually helpful, not dominant, but helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, This year, this year, he's he's killing you. He's got five wins. That's something because because he kind of rotates between like five wins is a lot for in 14 starts for a guy with a 511 ERA, but it's the way he's got to that 511 ERA. Like he's had a bunch of starts where he was very, very deserving of a win. It, it's a right. really odd mix right now. The, the Jays pitching is a really odd mix right now, too, because Gosman, we'll see how he does tonight, but he hasn't looked like himself the last couple starts. Pete Walker, I'm sure, is has lost a bit of sleep.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he absolutely has.
2: Uh, yeah, Kikuchi hasn't come around. Oh,
1: he he came around, and then he came went back. You know, know. he's like, p- poked his head in, and then said, yeah, maybe not.
2: I know the J- the Jays pitching staff has been very have or have not this year. Ryu wasn't doing well before they lost him for the no. season. Like like Manoa's been incredible. And then Brios Gosman was incredible for a while. Brios has had some incredible starts, but the Jays pitching's been, yeah, very hit and miss. Um it's it's the the biggest thing that'll decide them the rest of the year will be can there's some real real talent there, but they're yeah. like real inconsistencies and, and kind of concerning. I don't know what totally to make of Gosman's recent struggles. Like I said, I'll be watching his start tonight very closely to see people aren't aren't swinging at his cutter like like they usually are. So what what's going on there?
1: So I'm glad you brought up Pete Walker because I think we sometimes assign like the hero complex to certain pitching coaches. Sometimes. Yeah, yep. we did that. Like how much of Robbie Ray's la- breakout last year it was, was Walker. Walker responsible responsible for, and how much was it just Ray, and how much was it anybody else? Um, I. I don't know. I, I, you know, I used to do this with, I think we used to do this with Mike Maddox at times we used to yeah. do it, you know, you know, with other, other pitching coaches, you know, we anoint them as geniuses. Like, Oh, they can fix anyone. Uh, you it
2: know, it was the pirates guy for years. Um, Oh, his name's escaping. It's going to drive me nuts now. Anyways, does it doesn't matter. This is more like 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and it was like the pirates would fix any, we felt like the pirates would fix anyone. Um, anyways, uh, yes, we do this with pitching coaches though, for sure.
1: Yeah and i think that's sometimes faulty uh but you know it's cuz it's we fill it fills in the blanks with what we don't know
2: yeah we want things to hang our hat on like we love to talk about how right. you know we give dodgers pitchers the benefit of the doubt we give rays mm-hmm. pitchers the benefit of the doubt right um, cleveland
1: another one yeah
2: and yeah, i i i this year i'm flummoxed because i give giants pitchers the, the benefit of the doubt and this year that hasn't really I haven't been rewarded for doing that. Anthony De Sclafani back tonight. We'll see how that goes. But So I was like, oh, he's a Giants pitcher. He's back from injury. He's probably going to do well. Let's get him in the lineup. And then I kind of paused and thought, I don't know, Alex Cobb, Alex Wood, some of these guys haven't been quite as rewarding as I had hoped this year. Maybe I'm not going to put them automatically right back in the lineup. Maybe I want to wait and see. So,
3: right. yeah, having
2: blind faith in pitching staffs, I don't know. It feels like sometimes works. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's better than nothing, but it, it's definitely not an absolute
1: yeah yeah and so i think it's easy to get caught into that trap because we're just looking yeah. for answers we're all looking yeah. for reasons why it's things are a certain way and if there, it, and more importantly we're looking for something to like repeat so that we can act on it fine yes we especially if we missed out on Robbie ray last year it's oh, okay well let's find the next one um, yes
2: i i think that fantasy baseball is really complicated and we love our brains love to find ways to make it simpler yeah. So so if your brain is like, "Oh, I can focus in on like six or eight teams and like try to grab a lot of pitchers from those teams and that'll lead me to success, I've just found like like a rock to grab onto amidst the chaos." And so I'm going to get Dodgers, I'm going to get Rays, I'm going to get Giants. Like you said, like you said I'm going to get Indians, Guardians. I'm going to get Guardians. I'm going to get Blue Jays and then you're like, "Okay, I got something to grab onto here." So it's not quite as chaotic evaluating you know, 150 starting pitchers. Now I've got some to focus in on. And we, our brains love that. I think, I think it's relaxing for us. Mm-hmm. It makes us feel better. It doesn't always lead to us. It doesn't always lead us to success. And that's happened for me with Brios on some teams this year.
1: Right. And yeah. it, I, I think that's absolutely true. And I, I, I've done it with other pitchers too. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, fallen in love with them. Uh, it, it's a tough trap to fall out of sometimes. Uh, yep. But anyways, uh, uh, lots of injury news. A lot of big news here. Uh, not all of it good. Danny Jimenez went on the IL with uh, Retroactive to Sunday with shoulder tightness. Um, I just picked him up in my NFBC main event league where I need saves. Ray Searich. Thank you, Ray Star Platinum. Ray yes.
2: That was ding, the ding. name.
1: He was awesome until he wasn't, and then all of a sudden you see Garrett Cole and Charlie Morton and uh, Tyler Glass now unlock other places. Right, James and Tyon Clay Holmes. Now it's not all of these are under Syrjus. There was a time where you were.
2: There was a time which sounds crazy now with how bad the Pirates are, but there was a time where you were like, "Oh, this pitch, this this lower end pitcher joined the Pirates. Pick him up. Ray yeah. Syrjus is going to fix him." Yeah. Yes.
1: He was their hope. That's why they had that run. Is because yeah. that peak and Andrew McCutcheon, But you know, yeah. hey. That goes a little ways too. Uh, But Danny Jimenez, uh, he is out and shoulder tightness. Sounds like that's an easy cut. You know, I don't know who's the next closer. Maybe it's JJ Puck. Maybe they go somewhere because they don't want Puck to close. We'll see about that. But it's all about me. So I'm mad because not only, you know, I've I've been chasing saves all along this league. I have Barlow and I picked up Clay Holmes and we'll get into Clay Holmes in a second here. And uh, what happened with him last night and now Jimenez is supposed to be closed our third closer finally and we're going to be able to, uh, you know, have three closers this week and now I've just got I was able to swap somebody in for him at least but at the same okay. time it's super frustrating.
2: Yeah, and you said you think he's an easy cut. I think I agree with you. I think what else complicates it although I, I don't know they the A's say the injury is not very serious, but they say they're not bringing him back until he's 100%. There's mm-hmm. obviously the trade deadline coming up, and you know that the A's will move anyone they can possibly move. Right. Like, they will be the number one sellers probably at the trade deadline or pretty close to it. So, right. um, yeah, I, I think he's a cut, too. I guess there might be some circumstances in a 15 where I would try to hold on to him. Maybe if I didn't have a lot of other injuries, but... Yeah.
1: I've got a week to make this decision, basically. Yeah, for sure. That's um, the other
2: factor is you're already holding him for half or close to half of the 15-day IL stint anyways. Yeah, So when it comes to Sunday night, will you think to yourself, like, even if there's no news, will you be like, well, I might only have to hold him one or two more weeks. Maybe he goes back into being a closer so they can bring his trade value up for, or try to bring his trade value up for the end of July trade deadline. I don't know. He's probably a cut. I could see some people in 15s keeping him
1: yeah. yeah if he gets traded he's it.
2: not going to be a closer anymore
1: no probably uh, yeah yeah for sure for sure i absolutely agree with you on that um so uh, yeah we'll see about that um other other news you're talking about descalfani coming back at least he's gonna have some runs to work with uh, the giants are already up on the uh, braves and spencer strider to nothing spencer strider been making a lot of strides lately and he's taking a back step this uh, today here austin wins
2: had a three-run homer against him he won that battle, didn't he? Find Ooh. I always think, I, I definitely Ooh, I know not that was my best.
1: Jeff quality there.
2: Um, yeah. Find someone who loves you the way Twitter loves Spencer Strider. Yeah. It's gonna be some sad tweeters. There's gonna some people had some tweets lined up for tonight. You're gonna have to hold those for five or six days.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Spencer Spencer apparently was for hire for the uh, Giants and not yes. the Braves tonight. But <laughs> yes.
2: uh... there you go. I had to put I put one out there and then you had to top it right afterwards. This is yeah. this is why you're good at what you do.
1: Come into the kitchen, expect to get burned. Yeah. all right. <laughs> um, let, let's uh, that's not even a saying by the way, but okay, no, but it is now. It is, it is. Manny Machado, uh, not on the IL yet. And I'm you, you said this in uh, our, uh, our outline, and I agree with you. I'm stunned that he's not. I, I heard the descriptions of the injury, I was like, okay, that doesn't sound good. And then I actually saw the injury, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks horrible um so yeah yeah he's not playing tonight though too so this is two nights and they played yesterday so two nights in a row off we'll see though if uh, they make the like the midweek decision do you have machado anywhere
2: i have machado a lot of wares i've got him in a lot of places um Did you bench him in every place this week yeah i i they're they're nfbcs so i benched him till friday and then we'll see I, i i i i will be surprised if, if he manages to stay off the IL. Good for him if he can mm-hmm. do that. They have the DH, right, that they could try to use it right. for. He doesn't have to steal bases for a while. Um, you know, Machado just swinging the bat and running the bases at 80% would probably be better than what they could replace him with. So we'll see. But I, I'll be impressed. But uh, ankles do sometimes go – people do sometimes go way over on their ankles and they're okay, so – we'll see. But yeah, I, I still feel like a short. IL stand at the very least when I saw it, I was preparing for like a month uh, yeah. of not having them. So if I get anything, if I get anything like two weeks or less, I'll be really happy.
1: Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. I, I have them only in a score sheet league, but you know, okay. it's a big, big league to have them in. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing well in it. And yeah, uh, it, it's, it's ugly. It's really ugly. So yeah. uh, I, 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 Hoping for the best, expecting the worst. Mm-hmm. Pleasantly surprised to see Jose Ramirez back in the lineup today after yeah. his thumb injury. Only, I say pleasantly surpri- only surprised because he had an MRI on the thumb on Sunday. So that's always scary. And then we had the off day yesterday. So glad to have him back. Glad to have Jordan Alvarez back. Have both of those guys in one of my main event teams. So Sunday was a pretty dicey day for us.
2: Yeah, there were there were a lot of those... Like Ramirez, like you said, Alvarez, Machado. There were a lot of kind of wrenches thrown at us on Mookie, Sunday. Yeah. Yes. A lot of ones thrown at us right on Sunday where if you tried to set your bids, maybe Sunday morning or Saturday night and thought, okay, I'm good. I'm ahead of the game. I'm done. You probably had to go back and change some things. Yeah. Just um, to make sure you were at least covered for these players.
1: With dwindling inventory to, to yeah, boot with that. Sure. Uh, who did you add this week? Who were your big ads?
2: Oh, not much. Um, I added Johnny Cueto in a 15-team league where I felt kind of fortunate that he was on waivers because that's the state of pitching in yeah. 15-team leagues. Um, I did not add Riley Green anywhere. I bid on him in a 15. He went for like 360 or something like that. I wasn't even close. That just wasn't my team needs in that league. Um, I tried to get Arcia from the Braves in some leagues. Didn't get him anywhere, but I didn't bid a lot of it, like 20 or so. Mm. Um, so I didn't get him anywhere. Um, in our Labor League, I added Emilio Pagan. I don't know how Emilio Pagan got to waivers. I never bothered trying to go back. When you have a lot of teams, you don't have time on Sunday to go back and trace how some guy got right. to waivers. You just make the bid and move on. But we've talked about how in that league I could use saves. And to me, in a 15-team league with unlimited IL slots, I don't know how a guy who kind pretty much is his team's closer. like Maybe he doesn't get every save, but he gets most right. of it. I don't know how he ever got to waivers. So I bid five bucks out of the hundred and I got him in that league. So nice. yeah, I felt, I felt kind of good about that one.
1: I mean, not nice because I can't trade with you, but then again, I blew it. I could have traded you Giovanni Gallegos for like anything. And he's had like one save in the last mm-hmm. three weeks. I think uh, it was last week, but I don't know. It's, it's frustrating Uh because if you look at my roster, the DL is just, Oh, it's beautiful. It's just, no, it's not. It's a, it's yeah. awful. Uh Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Drew Rasmussen, Luis Patino, twin twins, twins, Rays, and Brewers pitchers, they all got hurt on me. Bailey Ober got hurt. Right. Josh Winder got hurt. i got seven pitchers, although one of them was Cody Hoyer. That doesn't really count. But seven pitchers on the IL And four hitters. So uh yeah, I'm a little hamstrung right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Well, I heard you with Scott a little bit. What was your what was your favorite bid, maybe or pickup from the weekend?
1: Uh it's definitely not uh, Danny Jimenez. I'll tell you that much. Uh, that was, that was frustrating. I could have, we could have bid more on Kendall Graveman, but we thought, oh, okay, it might be a week or two and then he didn't even get the save yesterday. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think that was more about who they were facing in the order and Graveman pitching the eighth so he could face Vlad and Teoscar, not because I, I, I don't think that that's a sign rule, but anyhow, um, there was one I was happy with. Who was I happy with? Uh it was. I think it was Orlando or RC. I was pretty happy oh, yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. I did yeah. pick him up in one of the two mains. So that was big. Um, tout wars I keep striking out. I went Bo Brisky. Uh, I went after Bo Brisky yeah. and didn't get him. Uh, yeah. An AL tout. AL only league. You, you suffered the Boston start, so you get the second start against Arizona and the following week against Kansas City. But Ryan Bloomfield from Baseball HQ dastardly outbid me on that. So I was really okay. frustrated with that.
2: Yeah. I, ha- yeah. I have to tell you that I almost – finally made a timely pickup in yahoo friends and family this afternoon what? i got home from work i saw the information about danny jimenez i actually thought for once to just go straight to our waiver wire and grab aj puck and scott beat me to him by like half an hour
1: uh, i know scott p&l or jen's dad,
2: jen's dad. Oh. and this is like this is why i never get these guys like i said like I was at work, and I was driving home from work, and then I got home from work. You
1: didn't work pull I, over on the side of the road and do it on I your phone? I didn't know.
2: I need to get – maybe I need to get some more alerts on my phone yes, or something. Do. I don't really, really. like phone – I don't like phone alerts. Like, I'm trying to go about my day. So, anyways, I got home. I opened Twitter. I saw Danny Jimenez' injury. I was like yeah. – and I, I never think of going to the Friends and Family waiver wire. It never crosses my mind right away. Like, the first thing I thought about was tonight's podcast and making sure we talk about him. But right. very quickly, I thought of AJ Puck, and it was too late.
1: Yeah. Well, Jen's dad's all over any A's news. That's too, true. So. That's true. That's his home team. He you probably wouldn't have beaten him anyhow. He probably yeah, has probably the not. alert. Um probably has probably has Billy Bean calling him actually.
2: Pro- probably.
1: Yeah. Uh definitely not the the GM. He's frustrated forced uh not is it forced? No, not uh, he's frustrated, not with the GM, but the pre- team president and the owner. Yes. He's very frustrated with anyway. So,
2: yeah. And, and there's no certainty that puck will be the team's closer now. I mean, he, he based on 2022 stats has the best skills so far this year mm-hmm. in the bullpen. That doesn't mean that they'll necessarily make him the closer, right? They they may choose to keep him in other roles, um, I thought about grabbing Domingo Acevedo because even though his ERA is a little high at 382, like his whips 108, his strikeout rates, you know, to walk rates good is 29 to 9. I was like, I, I kind of with Acevedo, everything except the ERA looks like someone who could be the closer on a losing yeah. team like the A's. So I almost went and grabbed him just in case he gets the first save chance, but I didn't. But maybe yeah. I will.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm hanging on to like Sir Anthony Dominguez in that league and Ryan Helsley. I've yep. got Liam Hendricks already, so I'm kind of screwed as it is. But uh yeah, I hear you. I'm holding on to Rafael Montero, so I've got like three eighths of a closer with three players. So that's usually good. That's good uh, <laughs> roster. Of In that already, league, it's not bad efficient. because
2: because of the daily. It's a totally different animal, and I hope some people are. I know some people listen to this who are not NFBC types and do yeah. daily moves leagues, and yeah, who things like that? It's a totally different animal. Like those relievers you just mentioned they really tie up you're going to try to use all of those guys in an nfbc league it would really hamper your ability to get wins and strikeouts but in an in a daily moves yahoo league as long as you're using some bench slots on pitchers and you're cycling starters in and out of your lineup too like it's a really effective strategy in sure, that league i'm I found, doing
1: um, that yeah yeah well that's the plan
2: <laughs> in that league i found tanner Houk <coughs> sitting on waivers a couple of weeks ago that was my big that was my <coughs> best one so far this year and it was, it was not a timely like Tanner Houck got a save and I grabbed him. It was just I was looking at the waiver wire one morning, and just looking for another arm to add. And I was like, "Oh, Tanner Houck, uh, he's been throwing better lately. I'll pick him up."
1: That's and a good pickup.
2: Maybe stumbled on the closer for a not good maybe
1: game. he's definitely the closer. Well,
2: hopefully I st- hopefully I stumbled on the permanent closer for a good team. Rock
1: solid. Nothing will possibly ever go happen wrong to him ever again.
2: Then I'm uh, set in saves. Finally. Yep.
1: set, set, yeah um i've got trevor rogers in that league and he wasn't really that bad it wasn't t- terrible yesterday seven k's in five innings finally got some whiffs on his changeup, but still ended up you know with a 540 for the day uh era for the day and he's really struggled but and that's that that's been a problem all along it's just you know getting you know when you he's you invest such capital on him over other starting pitchers in that range really mm-hmm. haunts you
2: Absolutely. Especially like we've talked about this year when pitching, especially in the early parts of the season was going really well. I heard you and Scott talking and I know this is some people's fantasy theory that if you're not going to use a guy for a two start week, you should cut him. Um, I I don't totally subscribe to that. I feel like. There has to be some nuance to it based on of the, course. St- the standings. Yeah. Right. So, and just, yeah. And what is values to you? So, so in our labor league, I have um, Alex Faieto from the tigers. He has a two-star week this week yeah. I, in that league. I'm doing well in, I'm doing better in strikeouts and wins than I am in my ratios. No, I wasn't taking that chance. I didn't start him. We'll see how it all goes. Maybe I'll wish I started him, but I didn't cut him either because I still think he has a bit of potential. Um, I could see someone with Rogers just because the starts were both the Mets and that's, unlucky and crummy so so i could see people out there saying you know what like i'm not starting him but i'm not writing this guy off to the point where i'm going to cut him i i you'd be well especially because the
1: disaster uh scenario is he figures it out and is great over the second half on somebody else's roster um i mean that that's uh, there's there's so much potential of that happening there that i think yeah i agree there's position for nuance and i i don't I, i i don't really like to use maxims. I just, again, talking yeah. about framework, how we like to, s- yeah. our brain likes to sort things out. Oh, it can't use them in a two-start, then it can't use them. You know, well, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, two it just ups, depends yeah.
2: how carefully you're managing your ratios. And maybe the fact that you had two starts was almost a detriment to some people who are very careful right now with the ratios because they're thinking, like, I can't afford two blow-ups right. in a week. And in the end, they didn't get a blow-up. But like you said, they didn't really, they didn't get a good start either. They did get right. seven strikeouts, I guess. And he, so...
1: Or if they're like know, in a head-to-head something. league where you're limited number of starts too, I, I mean, yep. it'd be that'd be something that'd be a negative towards that. So, how much
2: longer yeah. do you give him to have this five eighty-three RA before you cut him?
1: At least another month, a um, whole
2: month, all the way to the All Star break. Then
1: velocity is not down, and that's nope. my big takeaway from there. I don't think there's an injury. I just think he's just. I think he's just barely off, to be honest. And the whiff he's rate was high a lot today. Of guys. Yeah. He also, I mean, he was walking some guys against the Mets yesterday. He had some hideous defense behind him. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be, I I say, make sure you watch the starts. You know, watch what's going on. Is he nibbling around? Is he just not the same guy? Is is he just, is he way off? Is he just barely off? Is there any extenuating circumstance? Um, These are all things I think you need to look into before you, especially with a, a player that you've invested so much draft capital in. Yeah. i think it 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 bears the extra time you know go back yeah. look you know everything's available on mlb.com i mean you can look at highlights all the time i mean you may not be able to watch whole games but and you might be it you might but you usually get a lot of information at your disposal you can go you know read us read read picture lists read whatever uh there's so many different places you can you know get the information make an informed choice
2: i, I sometimes think about this um Let's say he went on the IL for what was deemed a short IL stint right now. I think most people would still hang on to him. So for example, in a lot of my leagues an injured Marcus Stroman is being kept. Um, And I was going to say injured Eduardo Rodriguez, although I, now I know he's away from the team, but he was coming back from an injury. Like in a lot of my leagues, he's still being kept. Um, If these guys are being kept,
3: Why can't can't Trevor
2: Rogers be capped? And if you want, just pretend he's hurt for the next two or three weeks and don't consider using him until you see something positive out of him. Like I said, if if they said he had a sprained ankle on his Monday start and he was going to miss, but they said he just missed the minimum or something like the minimum, you'd probably keep him and hope that maybe he figured something out. So if if someone has to just say, well, I'm just going to count him almost as one of my injured players right now. I won't use him for two or three weeks. And but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut him because, like you said, he's someone who, if he does figure it out, we saw last year what it looks like.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Uh, good. Speaking about you know not uh, playing in, you know non nfpc leagues and you know different format leagues, a lot of leagues use just one catcher. And I'm assuming Frank's question here implies that you only use one catcher. Yes, would you roster Travis Darno and I'm guessing Wilson Contreras, but it could be William. I'm not sure. So far, they are combined 19 homers from the catcher position. If you're only using one of them, it, it's tough. But you know, with the number of days off that catchers get, a lot actually, it might be both Braves. Uh, it might be the Braves contrast. Now that I think about it, I would
2: assume it's the Braves. Well, I can do the quick math on the two players here and their home runs, and see which one. Williams. He 19.
1: actually replied. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's Williams. That the Braves duo. There. Yeah. I, oh, I see. And, 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 just roster them both, uh, for your two catcher slots. Yeah. I think that's what I'm getting at now. It's not a one catcher league. It's the two. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I did that with two Jays. I've got that with Kirk and Moreno in a league. Amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I mean, i especially cause Kirk DH is sometimes and same is true with the Braves. Every once in a while Contreras DHs or plays the outfield. Same with Darno. Yeah. Less so now that Michael Harris is up and playing great by the way. Um, but still, they they do get the, they use the DH slot with him a little bit, and it, it even put Contreras in out the outfield and put Ozuna at DH because uh, we've all seen the defensive stylings of Marcel Ozuna; it's, it's not pretty. Uh, so, if that just gives them another option there too, so yes, I would. I think William Contreras is good enough; ha- offers something with so many bad catchers out there right now. I think I'm fine just using both of those. Good lineup, by the way, too. Braves lineup, one you know. I even without Albies one through nine, it's a pretty strong lineup. I, I'm I'd be perfectly content rostering him.
2: Yeah. My my answer is so yes, if you're committed to this plan and committed mm-hmm. means you're going to make sure if it's a daily that the one who's starting is in your lineup
3: mm-hmm. all the time.
2: If it's an NFBC and it's a weekly, um, and you're just going to use them both as your two catchers, I think that's fine. And You just keep comparing the worst of the two, which mm-hmm. I guess is contrary to what's on the waiver wire. Um, if it's a daily, as long as you're committed to the plan. So if you're regularly not checking the Braves lineup and not getting the right guy into your lineup, then it's defeating the purpose. If you're willing to check a couple, an hour or two before Braves first pitch every day and get the starting catcher into your lineup, then it would obviously work really well.
1: Yeah, it would. Yeah, absolutely would. All right, so thanks for the question there, Frank. Uh, before we go on to more topics, uh, we're going to insert some ads from the, our friends at the Blue Wire Network Podcast Network.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: And we are back here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. He's Fred Zinke. I'm Jeff Erickson. Uh, let's talk about a few other issues here. The Rays uh, are just cursed right now. Two bad injuries yesterday. Gruesome injury for Manny Machado. Um, looks like it's going to be a really long time for him. Kiermaier's also on the IL. Uh, I think the guy that's the benefits the most from that is Josh Lowe. Just got called up on Monday. He, you know, with the baseball re- uh, reverting to limiting teams to thirteen hitter, thirteen pitchers that was like kind of as like those two were kind of tied together at, at one point, like, okay, we're eliminating the 13 pitchers. We're calling up Josh Lowe. Now it's, we're going to probably play Josh Lowe a lot.
2: Yes, absolutely. So this is his chance. I don't know if he'll be able to, you know, help fantasy teams, but he's going to certainly get the the runway to make this happen. Right. Um, Fangraphs also lists uh, Brett Phillips now as one of their regulars. Uh
1: Phillips is in center field tonight. Yeah. Here's how, and remember, Wander Franco's out. Brandon Lau is out. Yeah. Uh, Franco's coming back soon. Lau, yeah. not so much. But tonight, Josh Lowe was in right field. Vidal Brujan was at second base. Taylor Walls was at shortstop. And Phillips was in center field. Yeah. Uh, so, but Lowe batted six tonight. Uh, and, you know, it's funny. Isaac Paredes, who they got in the uh, Austin Meadows deal, Homer tonight after off of Nasty Nestor. Uh, and so did Harold Ramirez in the first inning. Both uh, when they went back to back solo shots, okay. two two in that one right now. Uh, but uh, those guys were batting two three. I mean, it's just you look at that lineup, you are like, Ew. I mean, it, uh, it's I know.
2: know. You are just like, how are, how are the Rays going to find a way to make the playoffs again with this lineup? <laughs> and then they've got some some pitching injuries and. Bullpen, especially, and but they will, they'll find a way. I bet they'll be there at the end. Uh, something out to mention about Phillips, uh, left handed bat last year, he got 208 plate appearances against righties. He had an 870 OPS, he had 12 homers and 11 steals in 208 plate appearances. So that's yeah. either a homer or a steal about every nine plate appearances against righties last year. So there might be a path there in 12 or 15 team leagues, just depending on what the race schedule looks like week to week uh yeah. if he's if he's just going to get a, a, the start every the Rays won't use him against lefties but if he's gonna get the start every time they face a righty uh he is someone who steals like he had 14 steals last year he is someone who steals a few bases it could be something to look at sunday night just to see what the rays lineup looks like for sorry what the rays opposing starters look like for next week
1: six this six stolen bases this year and you're yeah. right about he he's like a, a baby seal versus the club when it comes to against lefties but yeah Six steals uh,
2: this year, all against against righties. Four homers this year, all against righties. Yeah, he could be useful.
1: Twenty-four plate appearances, no hits against lefties this year. Yeah. Uh, 0.043 OBP. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he, he's just they don't. He, he's just not doing anything against lefties, and they, yeah. he barely gets the chance. So that that's uh, that will put a cap on his value. But uh, he did start against the lefty tonight, for what it's
2: worth. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, so they're really desperate tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. Uh,
1: but uh, yeah, it's, it's, and then, you know, they, you know, they lost Kittredge. I yeah. have no idea who's, who if, if you had, a, if they have a safe situation tonight, who steps on the mound for them?
2: Uh, um, I, Fire is still on the IL. Um, Jason Adam pitched last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooks Raley, maybe, maybe Brooks Raley.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and that is, that's the real point is it's someone different every night,
2: but Brooks really is a lefty. Like they'd have to have the right situation probably to want to bring him in. Maybe not. I don't know. It's the raise, but maybe someone like Jalen Beeks, Caylen beaks was the save. opener tonight, wasn't he? Oh, okay, forget that or plan. Prim- or maybe
1: was the primary. He,
2: you're right, and he's a little more of a multi-inning. Like he has 17 appearances in 28 innings, so he's not really a closer. But the Rays would do anything. So, and I'm not trying to
1: quiz you on the status of the Rays bullpen. I'm, I'm I promise you, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, no, it's fine. But it's, it's the point is, it's like they. It could be one of a billion different people. It could be oh, Colin Pashay,
2: Fairbanks. They yeah, already he's hurt. Really lost him. Yep. Nick Anderson, remember him?
1: Yeah, he's still in the sixty-day IL. J- yeah. JT Chargeois, who they got in the Diego Castile deal yesterday uh, last year. Um, he, Matt he,
2: Whistler, there you go. There's another one.
1: Ryan Thompson, him. Colin Poche. Poche is actually really good. He, yep. You know, he has four saves. He, that could be like our, could be him. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't even have like a plurality of save chances for the team, though. Let alone a majority. I mean, it's it's just you just don't and, know.
2: And his, his numbers, uh, they're okay. They haven't been great this year. Like overall, his ERA is good and his whip's good, but like a lot of bad, in, a lot of bad at ball luck. He, yeah, he's been okay. His fifth yeah. is 4-12. He hasn't been great. So yeah, it could be anyone. I'm kind of done. I'm done chasing Ray saves. I tried Jason Adam last week in a league. He he didn't do hurt me or anything. We got zero strikeouts, no saves. I'm done. I'm done chasing Ray saves. Mark it down on this podcast, June 21st, 2022. I am done chasing Ray saves
1: done wrote None. it down
2: i am not i have teams that need saves i will speculate on the Sir Anthony dominguez types i am not speculating on Rays guys anymore
1: yeah uh you know i uh i you know it, it's yeah I, i'm that way with the reds i'm getting closer to doing that with the mariners but then oh hey, ken giles just came off the il tempted jeff here, here here's, a <laughs> little, here's a little ken giles for you i don't want to try it um but uh i actually have him still on my dl and tell because we you know i didn't
2: have to make the move this week yeah. so
1: get a week to see uh what happens with seattle uh with seattle see if they do anything with him
2: i doubt i'm gonna chase him but i would chase any of those mariners castillo seawald him giles whatever any of them before the race.
1: okay yeah. I, principled stand i appreciate that yeah. there um <clears throat> let's uh take a look at a couple other guys uh yeah, you know, we talked bad burritos already. You know, I'm glad you brought up JT Brubaker in the uh, outline because I mentioned him on the show today. He's actually been quietly very good since the, well, good. I don't mean, know yeah, about very right. good, good yeah, since yeah. May. Uh, and I, he's getting, he's usable he, because of the strikeouts. I don't know, got his first win yesterday. So let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. But it was an era of good feelings last night for the Pittsburgh Pirates fans.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He got he got his first win. Like you said, he's been better. I I kind of spl- I have I have Brew in a lot of leagues because I drafted him in a lot of draft and holds uh, because he gets strikeouts. I used him in some, I didn't use him in others. It kind of just depended on what my other options were because you just have so many pitchers to choose from in the draft and holds. Um, I didn't bid on him in NFBC leagues. For the two starts, I just didn't feel good about it. I now obviously now I regret it, uh, but you're right. He had a 263 RA, he's not a whip guy at all. He had, but he had a 263 no. RA last month. It's 403 this month. 403 isn't great when you factor in that he threw six scoreless innings last night. So, so it didn't, it didn't start June, it wasn't great in June coming into last night. He's not a whip guy, like I said, he's not a whip guy at all. It's 143 this year, his career's 135. Like, he's going to hurt. Your whip, he's probably gonna hurt your ERA too, like at least somewhat. So he's basically your, a strikeout guy. But your worst yeah. starter is going to hurt your ERA. Like that's normal for your worst starter to hurt your ERA. It's just a matter of how much they can't all help your ERA. So it's just a matter yeah. of how much is he gonna hurt it. Yeah, he's a strikeout guy. Like he's at 70 right now. Um, you know, he was he's more than a strikeout per inning guy in his career. If he stays healthy this year could get you 160 170 strikeouts so it's just the problem is with the pirates and with his era being typically a little high like how many wins can he get you so far this year it's one last year it was yeah. five in 24 starts so it's just are you better off t- i guess it depends how bad your, how tight your strikeouts race is that's the one category though he could definitely help you probably more than anyone else that you'll find on the waiver wire
1: yeah uh, and you know, check to see if he's rostered. Uh, and obviously, got to check the matchups a lot too. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's just like almost everybody right now. And that's just the thing; it's really hard to find good starters now on the waiver wire. Uh, I mean, can I interest you in Jared Ikoff? No, I don't think so. Can you even tell me Fred <laughs> without looking? What team is Jared Ikoff on now? Right now? Um,
2: he's starting I- tomorrow. So I just looked it. I was, I was going to, uh, I was going to, oh no, I was going to be wrong. I was going to say the Mets. I was going to say the Mets. Yeah. I looked, I, I set my guess in my head. I wasn't cheating. I set my guess in my head and then I looked it up. I, it's the, I was going to say the Mets. It, and it's, it's the, the pirates. pirates. Yeah. He used to be a thing. He was briefly a thing in the first couple of years of his career.
1: So I get like alerts, uh, whenever we, we have a guy that's not, doesn't have a projection that's now on our projected starters grid. Okay. So I have to throw a projection in there and it's just, it's getting grimmer. Every time yeah. I add, it's just like not like it's a top prospect. Oh, I can't wait to add this one. No, it's yeah,
2: Jared Icoff four, four yeah. innings, four runs. That's my projection.
1: Yep, pain pain is my projection. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's pretty bad, uh, all around there and just trying, you know, finding guys to pick up to stream. Uh, you, you talked about how uh, Josh Winkowski was, you know, maybe it's just stream against the Tigers, so that yeah. might have been your answer. Now he's got another start this week. You almost don't want him to have that second start in a way because it's against the it's at Cleveland and
2: Cleveland's actually they've been hot lately,
1: yeah. Reasonably decent hitting team, uh. So yeah, I don't know if you really want that start, but it it may have to have it. Uh, Yeah, you
2: hope Garrett Whitlock's maybe back by then. That that could be your if Garrett Whitlock's back and maybe can get in by that start, then maybe you don't get the second start. If I had picked him up, that's what I would be hoping for right now. But but it does show like like you said, like he did well against Tigers. Brubaker did well against the Cubs. Nothing that I'm saying is like new fantasy information, but it's maybe a reminder that if you don't like the talent of anyone on the waiver wire, then just chase a team, like a team that you feel like probably won't, it won't beat the other team's starting pitcher up chase the Tigers, yep. chase the A's chase the Cubs. Right. So chase those teams. If, if again, first priority, do, do you actually like any of the starting pitchers on the waiver wire? Do you think there's skills there? If there's no skills there, find someone who's facing the tigers
1: or put in another reliever. Yep. That too. He, yeah. Put in clay Holmes. Hope he gets, ah, he didn't get the save, but he got a win. Oh wait, what? He didn't get a win. What? Did you see that? I'm not night?
2: totally familiar with what happened with clay Holmes last score. night. I know from Tristan Cockroft that it was really unusual. Yep. Go ahead.
1: So it is what it's the, you know, score official scores discretion, but it was kind of weird. It wasn't like it was like, Oh, the starter didn't go five sort of thing. It was Holmes came in in the eighth. They're going to have him get a five out save. He, he didn't, he didn't, obviously didn't get the save. Uh, he gave up, he let the Coles inherited runner score and one of his own, but gave up this double as a ground ball down the first baseline. Frankly, I didn't think it was that hard hit. I didn't think it was that bad of a pitch, but that put it second and third. Then there was a sack fly and this little dink infield single that was hit so slow that it couldn't throw him out at first turned into an infield hit. Then he got the, a, stri- a strikeout to end the inning. Got out of there. Was still two to two. Yankees scored two in the top of the ninth. You think Wandy Peralta came in, got the save? At least we thought he was. Nope. Wandy Peralta was given the win, and it was just score's discretion. Because, That's ridiculous. That's yeah.
2: absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I'm angry. Yeah. How is
2: that even allowed? Like, yeah. how how is that? I I don't even understand. Like, and how many? Like, I don't know. I've played like 25 years almost of fantasy baseball, and. How is that even allowed? Like, like it's automatic. If I was sitting at home, I'd be like, well, Clay Holmes, he, he blew the, he blew the save on me, but at least he's going to get the win.
3: Yeah. And,
2: and he only gave up one run. It's so like, he up seven. <laughs> like what's the scores discretion? Like, this is like when people talk about it being the ump show. Now it's the scores. Just it's the scores show where he's like, Oh, I'm going to make my presence felt tonight, guys. Yeah. I'm exactly. going to take away the win from Clay Holmes because I don't like that. He gave up two hits and a walk. I I don't like that
1: that the uh, Yankees had found money with Clay Holmes. Nope, can't let this happen. We're gonna punish them for
2: that. That is ridiculous. That should Major League Baseball should overturn that. That shouldn't even that shouldn't be a discretionary thing. I didn't. I I forgot that it even was.
1: But then again, you know, wins are so random anyhow, and sometimes there's some ill-deserved wins that happen. I didn't think that was one of them. It wasn't like he gave up like a bomb or something like that. Yeah, it's just. I think ah. when you're
2: as a fan, when you're watching the game, you should know which pitcher is on in line for the win. Like you shouldn't be like, Oh, after the game, I'll just wait on pins and needles for the scorer to tell me who got the win. Like right. you should know as the game's going on, when that game's in the 19th thing, you should be like, Oh, Clay Holmes is going to get the win. If they, if, if, you know, if, if they, if Wandy Peralta can protect this lead, like you shouldn't, mm-hmm. again, it becomes the scorer show. What, and what's that all about?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Um, it is ml an MLB position. I did find that it's not some someone that like is yeah that works. For it's, not it's not the team. not yeah any, yeah. So there is that. Yeah, that
2: would be amazing. So you just you just put it to the road team all the yes. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It'd be awful. Yeah. You have, you have uh,
2: home team guys just sneaking sneak hundred dollar bills up to the official score. Yes. Make it fair, sure I keep Make sure fair. I pick up the win yeah. stand. I it was pretty good.
1: make it look good. All yeah. right. Uh, Frank asks Garrett Whitlock rest of the year starter. What do you think about that? Do you think he's rosterable as a starting pitcher currently hurt?
2: Yes, I do. Oh, I think he's got the potential to be mm-hmm. um, like, there's a limited track record there. So right. we'll see, like, we'll see how it goes, but yeah, I, th- I think he definitely has the potential to be, I think there's still potential for Garrett Whitlock to come back from injury and be really good in the second half.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, I question you know, it's a hip injury, so it's not like an arm injury yeah. or something like that. I do question a little bit, like how durable he's going to be able to be yeah. at being stretched out, uh, third time through the order, all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot of good skills. Um, he he matches. He might be the guy with the best projection that I don't own anywhere. Okay. Um, where I was optimistic about him, but then I held off because a of roll couldn't decide whether they're going to have him close or they're going to have him start. I didn't necessarily believe starting would stick, so I just didn't stay with it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm still rooting for him because I like him a lot. Obviously, I do. I had a good projection for him, but I just I didn't get him anywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, before he went on the IL, the last start was poor, not unusual for guys who are about to go on the IL. Uh, the, the two starts before that were six innings, uh, one with one unearned run and one with two runs. Uh, not a ton of strikeouts in them, but yeah, he was he he was a little up and down as a starter, but there's just there's a lot of potential there. He's someone who I would definitely. I would wait on. I would want to see some starts when he comes back.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's finish uh, with the uh, Angels and Royals last night. Once again, facing Thor is a cheat code for stolen bases. Talking with Todd Zoll on the show about this today. He knows that all too well because of uh, in Stratomatic. Uh, he played in a playoff game where teams ran ro- wild against his Thor. The difference then was at least Thor was getting strikeouts. He's not getting those now.
2: That's right. Yeah, I, I, I've i kind of voiced on here my lack of interest in Thor. My interest in Thor is is singular now. It's finding players who are going to match up against him. Yeah. Because, because the stolen bases are so plentiful. Uh, he doesn't give up a ton of home runs. I, I did comment that he gave up a lot of home runs last night. That's not usually a thing for him. The stolen bases, though, are always a thing. But Thor yeah. as a pitcher... Like you're getting ratios that are fine, like 386 ERA, 120 whip in this universe. That's fine, but not a lot of strikeouts, only 40 so far. Uh, he's fine. On a 15 team league, he's 100% stays on your roster. Yeah. Like you just live with the low strikeouts. On a 12 team league, he, I guess he's on your roster because the starting pitcher pool kind of is starting to suck, but he's like your last starter in a 12 team league because the strikeout rate. Yeah. There's relievers who have almost as many strikeouts as him.
1: Yeah, there are. Yeah, and uh, that that's yeah, and that that's part of it. Explains, you know, the Angels were hoping for more. Uh, yeah, when yeah they got that there, so I, I get that there. Um, I also think the other thing I could draw from that game is I might start finding lefties to start against stream against the Angels. Chris Bubich had seven strikeouts in six innings yesterday. Uh, Robbie Ray had his big outing Friday against them lefties against the angels it's it's a good way to find some strikeouts
2: yep you know that could be a good plan and this is we've hit the point in the season where there's enough data sometimes i jump the gun on this and I, and other people do too but where you get early season data and you start assigning you know this team's good versus this this team's bad versus that i think by now though i think we're far enough you know most teams are on 65 games into the season yeah. i think we're we're good enough now that we can say confidently you know at least with some confidence, which teams are are best and worst against uh, in certain situations. So yeah. And the angels against lefties. Yeah. That, that can be a good target for you for strikeouts. Indeed.
1: All right. um, Anything else you want to close up with here before we sign off?
2: Uh, let's see, Paul Goldschmidt. We got I I don't think we covered oh, him. Oh, yeah, he's, we did. He's day to day. Yeah. He's been good. He's been good this year. No one mentions him. I'm <laughs> just kidding. He gets mentioned yeah. all the time. <laughs> Third uh, rated player
1: in our earned auction values uh, tool on RotoWire right now, uh, which is pretty amazing because he he's not much of a runner. Does a three stolen basis, but he is sitting out tonight. So something to watch for with that.
2: So yeah, he's day to day, which is like wasn't supposed to be a big deal this year, but I'll give you a couple rapid fire ones actually on the way out. So Aaron Ashby's hurt. Keep him, wait it out, or drop him?
1: <coughs> We're assuming that strain, we don't... I think? Yeah, um, I think if you Those don't have... Those are a big deal. <coughs> Yikes, uh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um,
2: I'll start by saying I would keep Ashby. I just wrote him up about a week ago. He's got a nice mix of strikeouts and ground balls. He walks a few too many batters, but eh, nobody's perfect. Well, some guys I like are. the he,
1: potential ability. Yes. I think if you're in a league where you don't have IL spots, he becomes a hard guy to hold on to.
2: Which keep him or Trevor Rogers? Rogers. Okay. okay. He's the I healthy
1: guy now. For uh, sure. Yeah. I, I think if, it, if those are my only two choices for a drop, I'm dropping Ashby first.
2: Right. Yeah. And say, so I'll give you one more thing before we go. And it's Alec Thomas. I couldn't believe and I know not every because not everything's NFBC. I couldn't believe when I was writing him up last week at the time, and I bet it hasn't changed much. He was 80% available in Yahoo leagues. Um, we started with a prospect, O'Neill Cruz. Right. Alec Thomas, I don't know if people totally get how high he is on the like MLB pipeline type prospect list. Like he's really high on those lists. He's come up. He's played fine. Like his his OPS is like in the mid to high seven hundreds. He's got a few mm-hmm. homers. Like he's got five. He's got he stole his fourth base. So he's kind of like contributing all around. Yeah. Um he's doing everything right for a high end prospect. He's come up. He's not getting embarrassed. He's going to keep playing. People aren't really Giving him much attention, I don't. I don't totally get it, except maybe that he's on the Diamondbacks and people don't pay much. He was attention on the
1: Diamondbacks and he was batting low in the order for a long time yeah. when he first came up. Uh, but you know, with Kettle Marte, who, who has been out for a while, I think he's back tonight. Actually, as a DH, yeah. but uh, I think that bumped Thomas up in the in the batting order, uh, so yeah. that might have something to do with it. Uh, but otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know why five homers, four stolen bases, in, in thirty nine games as a twenty two year old. Yeah, right. I, I'm interested. Um, obviously, he's not available in Yahoo friends and family because you would have checked that already. Um, so I, I, I'll yeah, I'll, sp- I'll spare that check. But and and uh, I know
2: he's not. I know in NFBC leagues, it's a moot point. Like I'm sure he's rostering right. all of them, even the twelve teamers. But for people on other who play on other sites, yeah, he's much more widely available. I think if he had come up to a marquee team. It doesn't have to be the Yankees. Like, if he had come up to the Braves or something like that, um, yeah. I think he would be rostered in twice as many, way, more than that. More than twice a team that's
1: many. actually good, team that's content. Yeah. I mean, the the, the Diamondbacks, better, for better or worse, are considered, like, a dead-end team this year. Um, even when they had a winning record, it was like, I can't believe the Re- Diamondbacks had a winning record, and then they lost a ton, and so they kind yeah. of dropped that out of consideration there. I feel like
2: bit. people are going to race out to pick up O'Neal Cruz, and Alec Thomas has been sitting there the whole time. And I, I, would rather yeah. have Cruz. I think most people would. But there's a very, very I do where Thomas is better the rest of the way.
1: I'm, I might rather have Thomas. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, Diamondbacks lineup's bad, but it's, can it be? Is it's better than it's the Pirates? Any better? I mean, yeah,
2: I, I know by the end of Cruz's first game, he was rostered in more than double the Yahoo leagues than Thomas. I think maybe sorry by first pitch of his first game, he was rostered in more than double. Uh, the Yahoo leagues of Thomas, yeah. So, and he hadn't even played yet. So, and Thomas, yeah, like I said, has been doing well. People, fantasy people get bored with, with players so fast,
1: yeah. I get, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I'll we'll close with one question Matt posts in the forum here. Do you drop you, uh, is that Lordis Guriel or yeah, it's Guriel Jr., Jr. So it's so gotta so be Lordis. yeah, not Yuli. Yuli is actually, uh, pretty sketch too this year, mm-hmm. he's having a pretty bad year. Lordis is batting eighth tonight. Um four homers, two stolen bases, two seventy-one. I mean, he's fine. It's not great though. He's he, he was yeah, I, I mean, I think the happy fun ball really made him look a lot better than he
2: was. So So Gurial's been really good in June, eight ninety eight OPS. Okay. Um hit a grand slam recently. He's hitting three fifty this month. He kinda is what he is. Like this is his home his home right, you like you said, like like the home runs are down. Like he didn't play yesterday. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry no, know. that's Go okay. Ahead. No, he's, he's only got four homers this year. That's a big problem, but he's already got a couple this month. His batting average is 271. That's close to his career batting average. You never thought you were going to get steals anyways. He just needs a few more home runs and he's back to Lourdes. I think the rest of the way he will be what we expect Lourdes to be. And what we expect Lourdes to be is only like a three or four homer a month guy. Like he's a 20 homer guy. That's yeah. three or four homers a month. That's he's off that pace right now, but not by a ton. So, I mean, the question of do you drop him when Pena comes back? Like, like I, like I, like, like if you need to activate Pena and you need to drop someone, then I guess you could drop him. It all obviously all depends who else you could drop. I would rather have Pena the rest of the way just because the power speed mix is more exciting. But, but I, Lourdes is usually a contributor. Yeah, he's getting really low in the lineup, but that's because the lineup's been really good lately.
1: I, mean, I can see why the question was asked. Though, He, he yeah. sat out two of the three last game, last two of the last three games. I mean,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, I, I get it. Um, and then he, yeah, he, he's won for his last twelve going into tonight too. That one was a grand slam. So, eh, I hold on for a while. I guess it. You know, a lot of that also hinges on who else would you drop otherwise. Obviously, you're not yeah. dropping Pena, so then you have
2: to find another drop. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think there's an injury here. Like hit the grand slam Sunday, I think. Right.
1: And he's playing tonight. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, So don't drop, but I understand. Well, if you have to drop them.
2: Yeah. If it's a 10 team league and this is your worst player.
1: Yeah. It's gotta go. All politics are local. That's absolutely right.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: All right. Fred, what are you working on?
2: I've got last week I had an article on Yahoo about ground ball heavy pitchers and kind of profiled some of the most ground ball heavy pitchers in baseball and this week and kind of why they can be a good source of ERA but probably not a, not often a good source of WHIP um, and this week I'm going in the opposite direction and talking about fly ball pitchers and who can often be a good source of WHIP but are not always a good source of ERA. And who are some of these Christian Javier, Tristan McKenzie, some of these really, one of your right. new faves, Hunter Green, are some of these really fly ball heavy pitchers. Right,
1: right. Flyball heavy pitcher in the f- bad flyball ball ballpark. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Although yeah. uh, I think his worst starts have been on the road, actually, which is kind of funny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, good stuff. Well, hey, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for all the good questions before the forum. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you, run it back again next week. Take care.